Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Charles. Hello. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I've continued to do my daily six mile hikes, even though it is like five degrees outside, which mm -hmm, has been, mm -hmm. I'll say it, challenging. Uh, I, I would agree with you. It's the type of cold where your fingers, apparently my friend told me this when I informed her I was still going for long walks. She was like, Allison, there's a wind chill warning, which means you can get hypothermia after 30 minutes of being outside. <laughs> and I go on two and a half hour walks. Mm -hmm. So definitely exposed myself to um, the potential uh, to hypothermia. So that's not great. Uh, no, I, I mean, it, it'd be... Uh, weirdly ironic if you ended up in the hospital not for COVID right now, but for hypothermia I mean, that was self-inflicted. At that point, I think they would be right to turn me away from the hospital. If I told them <laughs> exactly why I was there and what had happened, they could be like, you're a silly bitch and you need to go home. And I would be like, is like, that your official diagnosis? And they would say, yes, we diagnose mm -hmm. you with being a silly bitch. And I would say, okay, and I'd have to go home. Like, you were outside for an extended period of time, and you knew you could get hypothermia? Please yes. leave. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. No, that's fair, though, because you, I know you guys are very busy, and it's a full-ass pandemic, so I don't want to take up a bed. Yeah. Can you just give me a blankie? I could need to I warm have up. a blankie? Could I have one of those um, aluminum blankets that, like, marathon runners get, and then I'll uh. just be on my way? I have always wanted a dramatic reason for someone to wrap one of those around me. Oh, like a tragedy? A, a tragedy, maybe a race. The race is much less likely than the tragedy. Or, but, uh, or a race that turns into a tragedy. <gasps> Por que no los dos? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. Okay, so that's a goal. That's a good 2021 <laughs> goal. Uh, we have so much to discuss. I, I just want to dive right into it. Um, I have heard tales that you have been visited by some unwelcome dreams that I think you need to share with everyone right now. Uh, yes, I have been like it like how things are going for the specific celebrity that's involved in these dreams is not great in the public eye right now, but I have been uh, haunted by a recurring dream. It has happened more than once um, that Army Hammer and I, are dating and mm -hmm. that he then takes me home to his family who are all who end up all being cannibals all of them okay so let's just pause very quickly <laughs> so what i love about this so deeply is at first you texted me and you said i've been having dreams about army hammer and i was like oh my god are they like my first question was are they sexy dreams or are they scary dreams mm -hmm. because had we had this conversation a number of years ago, I would have just assumed, oh, sexy army hammer dream. Sure, that makes sense. Um, or like kinky army hammer dream, you know. But now with all of the um, abuse allegations, obviously the, the cannibalism stuff, I was like, ooh, or it could be like a scary dream. But what I love about this is you are having 
repeated dreams about being in a committed relationship with Army Hammer to the point where you are meeting his parents. Yeah. Uh, no, not just his parents, his whole family. In this, he has like extended siblings and cousins who all live in like this giant sprawling uh, manor in the country. Wow, that is so specific. Yeah. Even like the wealth aspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then I have like the thing he is re- <laughs> in, in the dreams. He has renounced his cannibalism for me. Oh, my God. So you're making him a better man. Right. Yeah. And then I have to just charm wow. his family one by one. And make them not want to eat me and sacrifice me to Satan. Um, Man, and now all this stuff is coming out where, like, you texted me this as I was on this, I think her name is, like, the Zen Blonde or something on Instagram. And she is going, like, TikTok video by TikTok video into Army Hammer's aunt wrote, like, a tell-all book about his fucked up family. And they were like fucked up like I don't even want to make light of it because it's like she writes about Army Hammer's dad sexually abusing her and like like really really dark terrible shit uh-huh. um but she's like going through it like mini video by mini video and just dishing about Army Hammer's incredibly fucked up family which isn't of course to like excuse any of his behavior, but it starts to make you understand where all of his weird behavior is like coming from. Right. I've I heard about that book, but I never I was like, oh, that's like not that's not something that I want to read. I don't want to re- want to necessarily read about this no, woman's trauma. You know, um, it's like nothing I would ever read about, but I can watch in like short TikTok yes. videos summarized for me. Yes. But like, would I ever sit down and read? I mean, and like that kind of is shitty because you would want to support the aunt because this woman has like lived through horrific shit. And so if you guys want to go, I should probably find um, the actual book of, uh, maybe I'll go do that. But um, yeah, like if you do actually want to support this woman and like the horrible abuse, Casey Hammer is her name. Um. I, I would like to support her. I just do not want to actually read it. Okay, so the book is called Survi- Surviving My Birthright. And if, like, you don't want to buy the book, you could still, like, go give it a nice review. Because <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I I do want to support her. I obviously believe her and the allegations she's making against the family. And it's like, guys, I'm not even scratching the surface of all of the fucked up things that is, that have happened to this woman. Like... From his great-grandfather to his grandfather to his father, they are just a bunch of, like, rich scammers who, like, stole money from this family. And, like, it's so fucked up when you actually get into the history of the Hammer family. But, yeah, I feel very sorry for Casey Hammer. I do, too. Uh, yeah. That's really... I, have, okay, so how many of these dreams have you had? Uh, at least three. Oh, my God, Charles. Yeah. Um, it's it it like what if after I had one I was like oh that was weird but all right it was very cinematic it was kind of like a movie whatever and then by the third one I was like something's happening something's happening with your brain and also like and like as as go ahead. I always like Army Hammer sure was an attractive hot guy 
but was never really in like the front running part of my brain that was like, ooh, who's someone that I really fantasize that's really hot from Hollywood? And I don't know why, <laughs> like, all of a sudden the cannibalism rumors are just like, Charles, you need to dream about Army Hammer now. I mean, that unlocks something inside you. And like, you know, I would never kink shame anyone. Uh, but yeah, and of course, all things with consent, obviously. But yeah, obviously that really spoke to you in some kind of primal way. Some part of my brain is apparently like, you could change him. Well, did you hear now that uh, Luca from Call Me By Your Name is directing Sh- Timothy Chalamet in a cannibal movie? What? I did not know. Okay. It's like a cannibal love story. And apparently, like, he's not the cannibal. The cannibal is the the lady love interest. Uh-huh. And it's about the relationship with her father. And she's, like, trying to find her father to figure out why she wants to eat the people she loves. And Timothy Chalamet is, like, the male lead in the movie. But how weird... That now Luca and Timothy are going to be in this movie about a cannibal mm. while all the Army Hammer shit is happening. Oh, no. I know. Weren't they going to... The timing of that. Weren't they going to like re- re-team up and do the second Call Me By Your Name book? Oh, that's not going to happen now. Probably, uh, probably not, no. Army Army lost the uh, the Godfather thing he was supposed to do, too? No, the last, time that, the last thing I saw was the J-Lo movie. He's getting dropped from everything. Oh, well... He's fine. He's rich. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what happens when you abuse people. Yeah, don't abuse people. Yeah. You won't get dropped from projects. It's actually pretty simple as a model for how not to get canceled. Yeah. I like <laughs> men always act like it's this huge challenge. They're like, "How do I not get canceled?" And it's like, "Well, just don't be a massive piece of shit." I until like before when I was when just like the text messages or the DMs screenshots were coming out, I was like, "Oh, that's a that's a weird kink. Whatever. It's gross. Like, not okay. Like you're." People are saying no, and you're still messaging them. But then when it recently came out that one of his ex-girlfriends had his initial carved into her by him, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. and, very, and uh, there it is. And that's super gross. Keith Rainier uh, behavior. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, please stop that. And Yeah, no, thank you. Like, I, I, I get why that could be a thing, but she said no. Yeah, again, it's like, uh, with all things, consent, right? Like, if she had been like, hey, you know what I think would be really hot? If you branded me with your initials and he asked her one million times, are you sure? And she said yes, then it would be like, okay, so she consented to being branded with your initials, but there was just so much coercion going on and like power dynamics and she clearly um really regrets doing it so yeah there was not clear communication or consent yeah uh it's i mm, it's it's super gross yeah. i that that once that came out i was like there's no coming back from this especially since she can you know no. probably have physical evidence that you did it <laughs> No, he canceled. Sorry, Army Baby, or I'm not sorry, yeah. but uh, you canceled. So if, so if my brain could just stop ahead. having dreams about him being charming and not a cannibal, that'd be great. I Yeah, just stop going on. Like, the next time you find yourself in one of these dreams, just be like, wait, should I be going on a charming country retreat with cannibal abuser Army Hammer? I can go anywhere right now in my dreams and then just teleport somewhere else. Deal. I've wanted to get into lucid dreaming, so I need to like train my body oh. how to do that. 
Well, let's do it right now. Where where would you go? Like if you could redirect anywhere in your dream, where would you go? So visualize it now so when it happens, you can bail. Oh yeah, I've I've heard that there's like a a uh, a trick uh with a, a rubber band that you wear on your wrist. Oh yeah. So I've you can heard like that. tell if you're dreaming or not. And if you look at your mm-hmm. wrist in the dream and you don't have the rubber band, then you like know that you're in a dream and you can then just do whatever you want. That uh, Christopher Nolan calls that a totem in your dream. You have a physical object with you at all times, so you can tell if you're dreaming or not. Deal. Can the totem be my dog? Uh, I don't think it can be a living creature. I think it has to be a physical object. Damn it. All right. Well, you have to stay here, Harley. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I don't make the rules. Christopher Nolan does. (laughs) Of course he does. So he's our dream king. Dream king. Oh, I was going to. While we are in the pop culture section, I wanted to shout out some of my supporters. Angela upgraded their support over at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Thank you so much, Angela. Jennifer wrote in about, I have been um, documenting my adventures with melatonin <laughs> and talking about dosages and how I have woken up during surgery before. So Jennifer wrote in, holy shit, I feel so validated. Being a fellow redhead, Novocaine doesn't work on me at all. Like I just let the dentist drill cavities without Novocaine because it's less painful than getting stabbed a million times inside my mouth for virtually no benefit. Also, melatonin is so good. It doesn't work for everyone, of course, but I take 10 milligrams, not every night, but often I stand melatonin. So then, Jennifer, thank you for this message. I was like, let me actually do some research about this because now I have talked about it several times on the show. I am a redhead. I've woken up during surgery before. So like maybe I should actually do research about this. I didn't know if it was an urban myth or not that anesthesia doesn't work on redheads, but then I actually looked into it. Okay, according to the University of California, California Irvine Health, studies have revealed they need about 20% more redheads need about 20% more anesthesia to be sedated. They also need more local topical anesthetics such as uh, lidocaine or novocaine, which is why many redheads have a fear of dentists. And that's according to the American Dentistry Association. And weirdly, we need lower doses of stuff like opioids. Oh. Um, We can easily detect changes in hot and cold temperatures. I think that's just most human beings, but okay. (laughs) Um, They may be less sensitive to electric shock. And then I wrote underneath this, did an English person write this? Because it feels like they're just going after Irish people, right? (laughs) Where they're like... You can shock the hell out of them, and they don't even feel it. And it's like, no, we do. Please don't shock us. So I thought that was interesting. It is true about redheads and anesthesia. So that's why I woke up during surgery, Charles. I've, I have heard that. And waking, like, well, you don't remember waking up during the surgery, right? I do not. Thank- my, thankfully. My memory is counting down backwards from 10 Mm -hmm. and then waking up to a very panicked oral surgeon who was like hello Allison hi 
did you feel anything during the surgery? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, you sat straight up Oof. in the chair and my life flashed before my eyes. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then when I had my spinal surgery, I did tell them that had happened. And they were like, thank you so much for telling us that. And uh, didn't have an issue with the spine surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, strap you down. Yeah, they well, they hired a separate uh, anesthesiologist who was like, got it. I have sedated redheads before, and he knocked me the fuck out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the 12 milligrams of melatonin has been working pretty okay for me. I, I do wake up every, every day at like 3 a.m., but I've been able to go back to sleep until like 6. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's it's much better than it was. So it's been working for me, and I have been taking it every night, which I know some people don't do that, but I have had to do that. But um, so I just eat Benadryl. That's the only thing that works for me, or see, or stronger. I feel like I feel like that's worse, more dangerous. Oh sure, just eating a lot of Benadryl all the time. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not doing it consistently, but if I'm like I need to go to sleep at a specific time, mm. I need to eats pills <laughs> did you say that melatonin just didn't work for you uh yeah i t- like i had tried it a few years ago maybe it would work differently now i don't remember what the dosage was but i would i tried to introduce it to my body and my body was like <laughs> no yeah that was 10 milligrams for me but let me tell you 12 milligrams and like one person on twitter was like that is way too much and i was like i don't know what to tell you not for my body yeah it would just be nice if people on Twitter recognize that bodies are different and like what works for you or what doesn't work for you might work for me or may not work for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. If 10 milligrams of melatonin didn't work for some people, they probably wouldn't make the dosage that high. So meh. there you go. Thank you, Charles. Okay. So while we're in the pop culture recommendation section, I have two recommendations right now that are both live shows that were taped and taped very, very well. So sometimes when like live concerts or plays or something are filmed, it can feel like really flat and one dimensional. And these are the opposite. It is like a full ass theatrical experience. It made me miss live entertainment in New York so much, but at the same time made me feel like really energized because it made me excited for like when we're not in quarantine Mm -hmm. anymore, you know? So the first one is In and of Itself, which is on Hulu right now. I'm not going to tell you all anything about it because I think that is part of the joy of discovering it. Don't Google anything about it. Don't do any research about it. Watch it and turn off your phone and just fully immerse yourself in the experience. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm not going to tell you who did it. I'm not going to tell you who's in the audience or anything like that. I can't recommend it highly enough. It made me cry a bunch. It made me feel really good about humanity and really made me miss live entertainment in new york so that's in and of itself that on hulu sounds so intriguing you will love it charles you should watch it asap deal 
And then the second one is David Byrne's America Utopia on HBO Max. David Byrne, of course, from the band Talking Heads. It is so fun and weird. It's like part concert, part TED Talk. It's beautifully shot, directed by Spike Lee. And yeah, it just really made me miss concerts and live entertainment so much. And, and David Byrne is wonderful. And, you know, he, he addresses a lot of what's happening in American culture right now, including uh, police brutality. So, yeah, it's, it's very cool. It goes super fast, considering it is um, a filmed concert, essentially. But, yeah, it's very dynamic, very beautiful, very um, beautifully staged, choreographed. And I enjoyed it a lot. Ooh. So, Charles, do you have any recommendations? I have a couple. Um, one yes. one that I'm remembering that I might have re- recommended on this show now, but you talking about uh, theater um, experiences on streaming right now reminded me of it. Um, did you ever see the play that goes wrong when it was on Broadway? No, but I heard a bunch about it. It was, it was great. It's a, it's a show about um, actors who are like knowingly putting on a play for the audience and literally everything goes wrong. Like the set starts falling apart and whatever. It's very, very funny. Um, but they have uh, six episodes of uh, the same people who did it, uh, created a TV show called the goes wrong show. And it's on Amazon mm. and it, there's six episodes and each one is a short play that they do for a live audience and everything goes wrong. Just like the live show, but each, each one's a different story. Um, oh, that's fine. I watched that. Uh, at the beginning of quarantine and it was very 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 funny I would recommend watching that okay um, but uh, the other recommendation I have I am uh, fully into Bling Empire now I texted you about it the other day before I started it <gasps> okay I am literally this is the saddest thing ever I'm saving it for okay. next weekend because I have a day off from work and I'm like ooh I'm going to treat myself and watch Bling Empire are you enjoying it? I Okay, the level of wealth in this show is aggravating because it's it's more than any housewife has ever well, ever displayed on the that, show. The thing I didn't know until I heard Bo and Yang like anti-wrecking Bling Empire. Oh, did was, he? Was yeah, because he's like, it's not like when you're watching The Real Housewives where it's like okay, they're rich, but also that housewife has like her own business and she has to go to work every day. Like Bling Empire is about the children of like mm-hmm. weapons manufacturers yes, who are never going to have to work a day in their lives and they truly come from evil money. And they're like arguing over who used whose Louis Vuittons, you know? Yep. Um, they're, so on the show, I don't want to spoil too much if you're going to watch it. I really enjoy Anna. Who is like the the richest of all of them? So you are wrecking it. I I am, but it is only because it's I'm viewing it as like trash television, and I'm not. I'm sure. disengaging from the problematic issues of how they got that wealth, which I gotcha. thought was frustrating because like I have had a little bit with with consuming so much reality television, um, had like an overwhelming uh, like response to how rich these people are on the shows like i was like okay i'm just watching mm-hmm. rich people over and over and over again do ridiculous things i'm getting exhausted um and then there's i don't know there's just something a little bit fresh about this even though it's 
still super wealthy people. I mean, it is on Netflix, so you get swearing, you get nudity, you get a little bit more than you would in a normal reality show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then they also have like their resident poor that they hang out with. <laughs> There's one who one guy who like doesn't have money and he's just like lets other people buy him stuff. Um, but he's very pretty. So that's his whole thing. Sure. Oh, he would have to be. He's got to bring something to the table. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, you, you see the same dynamics that you do on Housewives. Like some people are just not getting along just because they're on a reality show. And then there's there's this one uh, woman. I don't remember her name, but she is very uh, sex shamey of Anna. Because Anna, mm. Anna, Anna is like a, apparently, according to the show, like the oldest one of all of them. So there's like age shaming and there's sex shaming because Anna just is so rich that she literally doesn't give a fuck. But she also, she's, she's not normal, but of these people, she's like the less showy with her wealth Mm, just because she's kind of a little bit more old money. Mm, You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, I can already tell I'm going to fucking love this show. You you are. It's trash. And like at the same time, I'm like, Oh, this is like actual rich people. Like like they, they don't do anything. They don't do anything. They don't go to work. (laughs) Are you fully caught up on Real Housewives Salt Lake? I am like an episode or two behind, I think. Okay. But I'm... Text me when you're caught up. Okay. Do they do the reunion yet? Mm-mm. Okay. But when they're in Vegas, it gets crazy. I was having an issue with, like, not my Wi-Fi, but Bravo's website specifically would not load the episodes I was trying to watch the other day. So I just gave Oh, up. you know you can watch everything on Hulu. Though. Although I have Hulu live TV, so I think that allows me to stay a little more updated. Oh, um, yeah, I use my mom's cable login to watch it on Bravo, like the, the Bravo's website. But mm. the other day it was just being a fucking dick. Right. Yeah, it I think they're the craziest cast ever. Like I was just watching it and I was like there's one cast member who I'm like this woman's so crazy. She's like crazier than Teresa was at her craziest. Mm, mm-hmm. Um which was pretty crazy if you guys remember. Anyway, uh what else you got for recommendations? Um I would like to rec- I recommended it to you. Um it is a, a horror movie called Anything for Jackson. Uh, I watched it. Did I tell you? Yes. Uh, we just did it for the show as well. But it was great. It is great. Don't watch the trailer. Do not watch the trailer. They spoil one of the most amazing scenes that would have genuinely shocked me. But it's in the fucking trailer, which made me so mad. But it is very well done. It's very cool. It's one of the few, like, um, all... Like, the, I know what scene you're talking about. And it's one of the few times that Chris has texted me as he's watching it. In all caps, being like, I just fucking shit myself. And if Did he if see the trailer? He did or not. No? I just told him to put it on. Uh, so do not watch yeah. the trailer. Just go watch it on Shutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I just I love trailers, and that is the first time I've genuinely been mad at a trailer because mm-hmm. I was like, why did you give that away? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so good. There are other genuinely shocking moments. So if you have seen the trailer and you're like, oh, I've ruined all the surprises for myself, you have not. No. Because there's another very shocking moment that's not in the trailer. It's such a. Um, it's such a fun combination of like a movie that's genuine, like a movie that genuinely scared me for the first time in a while. But then also yes. there's like like these little bits of comedy that are in it 
where I'm like, it's very funny. Yeah. It's very funny and it's very well cast and it's a good balance between the horror and the humor. So it, that is great. I'll, I'll give that as a recommendation too. The, um, the, the writer and the director are frequent collaborators, but until this movie had only ever done like Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. Oh, that's so funny. Their IMDb is, is just like 25 of them. And then this sh- the movie was mainly shot in, I believe, either the writer or the director's house. So that house in the movie is one of theirs. And I was like, oh, oh do I just need to like crank out a bunch of Lifetime Christmas movies and get a kick-ass fucking house? <laughs> oh, yeah. That can pay really well. Yeah, actually. If you if you can get into that world, that's a sweet gig. Mm. Um, so that I recommend uh, anything for Jackson. And then I think my, my last one's not like a TV book or movie. It's like celebrity drama that I've been addicted to. That if you want to do Ooh, a deep okay. dive into, are you aware yes. of the um, Olivia Rodrigo, Sabrina Carpenter drama? I am familiar with Olivia Rodrigo because she came out of fucking nowhere with like the the biggest hit single of all time, right? Yes. Which is a great song. Um, it is. It's like very sweetly youthful and innocent. It's about her getting her driver's license and... Uh, about a boy who said he would always be there for her, but turns out, ladies, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Did you know that sometimes men can say that and they don't mean it? <laughs> um, well, it's about Olivia discovering that, and it's a very good song. It's very catchy, very pretty, and she's got a great voice, but it came out of fucking nowhere. Nowhere. She just smashed the charts. It's like still in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I know about her, but I don't know about the drama. It was the fastest number one song worldwide, not just America, worldwide since WAP. Isn't that and crazy? And it's bigger than WAP, which is wow. insane. Wow. For your debut single to do that. It's a, like biggest debut single from a teenage artist since Britney Spears. Insane. Good for her. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, okay, so I was trying to text Chris about this drama because I was very into it. And I realized that I am into a drama that involves teenagers and young adults in their 20s. But after like the last few years of dealing with politics and just celebrity after celebrity getting canceled for being racist or misogynistic or whatever, I was like, can mm-hmm. I just have some genuine good old Hollywood drama that has nothing to do with people being canceled or Trump? please. I love this. I'm already so on board and I don't even know what happened. So Olivia Rodrigo uh, is a, was the star of the Disney show uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Um, yes. She starred on that with this boy. I think his name is Josh. He's I literally can't remember his name. I only remember the women's name. Um, so they were on the show together uh, for a few years. When she was on the show, she was 15 and he was 18 or 19 and wouldn't date her because she was too young. So, you know, one check, yes, one check for and him. He, Great. Yeah, he said he wanted to wait for her, so, which is a very grown, mature decision. But they were friends and he taught her how to drive. Um, yes. And uh, eventually they did start dating a few years later when she was a little older, thankfully. You know, good for... He has one good check. Everything else after this is garbage. Although I still find it vaguely creepy to be like, I'm thinking of you that way, but the law and society is telling me I should mm. wait. I don't know. I don't, like, Maybe you're he right. He gets points. He gets points for waiting, but also it's like, you're still thinking of her eventually in sexual terms i don't know well they, yeah, they were both still teenagers he was 19 yeah though. it's not like you're right you're right it's not like he was 25 it, and she was 13 
It's certainly not the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm. Yeah. So he wrote a song about her that he would always love her and that, you know, she was the one and blah, 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 as you do when you're a stupid teenager. Um, sure. And then uh, they broke up and the show ended and uh, she wrote this song uh, that kicked the kicked the world's ass and that he is now dating another Disney girl, Sabrina Carpenter, who was essentially the Sean character on the reboot Girl Meets World. So she was like the the best friend's or the main girl's best friend who was like a bad girl. Much like right. Sean. Which was not good, right? The the reboot? Uh, it was fine. I watched a few episodes. I wanted to see what everyone was up to. And then I was fully out after I was like, cool, Topanga and Corey are married and Sean's there and yay, everyone's alive. Um, sure. I was I was I was not fully interested after like three episodes. Um, gotcha. It is a show for children. <laughs> yes. Um, Sabrina Carpenter also was going to take over the role of Katie in Mean Girls and did for about a week before everything got shut down. Um, mm, okay. So uh, then he, uh, the boy in this uh, story, apparently came out with a song called Lie, 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 which he says was written about a friend of his from a few years ago who was like talking behind his back, but before it was released, updated some lyrics to reference Olivia. So as you're saying this, I'm realizing I do know this story and the aspect of it that is so confusing to me is when people approach Josh, that's his name? Mm, yes. Yes. Okay, maybe Josh. They were like, is this in response to Olivia's song that she put out that people think is about you? And if he had been smart, he would have tried to ride the wave of her popularity and success and said yes, but he denied it. Yep. And then people were like, cool. So this is just like a kind of mediocre song about nothing. And he was like, yes. And nobody cared about it. Yep. And it didn't go anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. And it was like, it was a flop. Dude, just say it's a response song. Even if you wrote it years ago, mm-hmm. lie. It was, yeah, it's, it was, uh, I listened to it. Not a great song. I listened to it one yeah. time. I was like, oh, this is, that's why. It's bad. Anyway, um, so then Sabrina Carpenter came out with her own song that directly references the lyrics in Olivia's Ooh. song. And it's called... Ooh, okay. It's called Skin. It's also in like the top 10 right now. Really? Yeah. It's, all, it's a pretty good song. They're very different. Um, but she uh, references being called The Blonde Girl. I, I was wondering who the blonde girl was. It was Sabrina. Okay. Yeah. And then she... Um, the, the title of the song is called Skin. And she was like... Uh, I won't let you get under my skin while he's on top of mine. <gasps> Sabrina. Yeah. Um, and she's like, we could have been friends, but you, you know, I'm very much paraphrasing the lyrics, but she's like, we could have been friends. He's with me now. I'm not going to let you bother me. Wow. That is some good ass Disney drama. But it's, it's like, well, the thing is, too, these girls are like swearing and being sexy in their songs. And I looked it up and I was like, how is Disney allowing this? And neither of them are on their Disney contracts anymore. So they're, this is also right. both of their debut singles after Disney. So they are allowed to, you know, right. do whatever they want and be ba- like naughty and swear. I feel like that's when the Disney stars really go nuts because you've been repressed for so long that it's finally like, oh, my God, I can actually be an adult now. Yeah. But it's just, it's just nice to have some like classic Hollywood drama that I have zero stakes in. I love that. And I feel like it's a good balance to like a Jojo Siwa moment, which is like this beloved, very sweet uh, Disney character coming into their own in a very like 
pure way that people are supporting, you know, her coming out as being part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love just watching like these child stars like grow into their own, whether it's like in a pure way like JoJo or like a messy drama way. It's just it's fun. Yeah, I'm I'm getting I'm getting like hints of Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan again because this is the same exact thing that happened twenty years ago. <laughs> um, yes, but I'm 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 very much here for it, and I'm here for JoJo Siwa coming out. That was really great. I had forgotten about that. She's great. You know, like, I'm not a fan of what she does in any way. Me either. But I like her vibes, and she seems like a really good person, and I'm glad she's happy. Me too. And I like that she... Did you see that response that she made to someone on Instagram? No. Like, some, some homophobic mom was like, my daughter will never watch your videos again. And her response was just like, okay. And also, <laughs> yes, she will. Yes, she will. She's going to figure out a way to watch these videos, because guess what? She probably gay, too. And the internet is everywhere. You can't stop them. Everybody's gay, mom. Sorry. <laughs> everybody. Uh, everybody around you, everybody you meet is gay. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That's how she's cursed <laughs> from every day forward. You only interact with gay people. <laughs> oh, we could write a lifetime movie about that and make a million dollars. Oh my God. Let's get that cabin by the lake. <laughs> let's do it. Guys, on that note, we got to get to the bed. I'm so sorry. Here's your bad news. Okay, so I obviously needed to talk about the coronavirus variants that are popping up all over the damn place. The one that everybody's afraid of right now is the one from South Africa, which is highly, highly contagious, but there are variants from the UK and Brazil, and they're all over the damn place, because guess what? That's how viruses work. They evolve, they change, because uh, the virus is alive and it's trying to survive and infect people, so it has to evolve. So I wanted to talk about it just because there seems to be a little bit of confusion about stuff like this, the variants, but also uh, the vaccine. I saw a lot of people talking about the Johnson & Johnson one-shot vaccine that just came out. There were a lot of people making jokes about the fact that it has a 66% effectiveness rate and how, you know, I think people flash back to being in school and if they got like a 66% on a test, that would be uh, considered a very bad mark. <laughs> so they're like, oh, this vaccine must not be good. And um, that's not how vaccines work. So I just wanted to talk about that real quickly because I think there's a little bit of um, a literacy problem <laughs> when it comes to vaccines and what vaccines are for. So vaccines uh, don't prevent you from uh, ever getting sick. Uh, that's not what vaccines are meant to do. Sometimes vaccines are just meant to prevent you from getting very sick. Mm -hmm. So there's a very good chance you get the flu shot every year and you still get the flu, right? And then people sort of get mad because they're like, I got the dang shot. Why did I still get the flu? And the thing is, um, vaccines are kind of a gamble where it's like, 
We know this will protect you from a multitude of strains of the flu, but there's always the off chance that you'll get infected with a different strand of the flu and you'll still get sick. However, that va same vaccine may have stopped you from getting an even more severe type of flu that would have landed you in the hospital or potentially killed you. So a 66% effectiveness rate for a vaccine and a one-shot vaccine is extremely good. Um, 66 is still pretty high, right, for a vaccine? Yes. that It wouldn't be going to the market if it was not considered extremely high. Part of the reason people think that it's low is because um, Moderna and Pfizer came out with the multiple shot vaccines that had like 80, 90% effectiveness rates, which is extraordinarily good, but a 66% effectiveness is still very, very, very good and will save millions of people's lives. Mm -hmm. So it's good, right? And the more vaccines that are effective that are out there, the better, because as we see right now, we have a massive short of vaccines. There was just some bad news uh, Merck was developing a vaccine and they did the responsible thing, which is they uh, took it to trial and it was not proving to be effective. So they trashed the whole program. That was really bad because we were hoping that we would have more vaccines because Merck's a huge company and they just had to go back. I think they gave up entirely. I don't think they're even going to try again. So this is good. If Johnson & Johnson can add their vaccines to the market, that's good. So I just wanted to address that. Did you see this story in Seattle of the freezer failure uh, where there were like 1,600 doses of the vaccine that were at risk of expiring Thursday night? No, I didn't so see So this, this clinic put out like an emergency message where they were like get here by midnight hundreds of people descend on this clinic and they successfully gave out all the doses oh good oh success yay it's it's good but it's also so fucking dystopian because it's like why can't we be operating at this level of urgency all the time why does a freezer need to fail for them to be like, get down here and we'll give out 1,600 doses. I don't understand why we haven't at this point figured out a way to have like a 24-hour vaccine cycle. Well, not only do you not know why that is, the Biden administration is like, what's going on? Because they're talking to these states and the states are like, we're not getting the supplies that we said we were going to get. And they were like, but we sent them. Mm-hmm. So there's like this breakdown in communication where like nobody can say why it's taking so long. That's odd. I mean, also, I'm not surprised that the Biden administration walked in and was like, what do you mean everything's fucked up? Where's everything going? I get it. But at the same time, it's like you have a grace period of days before people are going to start to blame you and be like Trump who you know pretty much yeah so like get your fucking shit together you're not going to be able to say like it's his fault that much longer you know mm -hmm. I, I, I really just wish that like I mean we have all these facilities that we could be using and people we could be hiring and paying to administrate or administer these um, vaccines to people at least in New York State 
specifically New York City, because it's a 24-hour city, or at least it used to be, um, we could we could have this going day and night. And then if we just successfully were able to do that, other people could mimic that, perhaps, and see how we did it. I think that we are more than capable of doing that here. Well, we can't really focus on that, though, Charles, because uh, Governor Cuomo really wants the restaurants to be open on Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. So mm-hmm. we have to focus on that. Not not the Friday before Valentine's Day. Definitely just a random ass fucking Sunday. Just a random ass Sunday. And sorry, servers, you're not considered essential workers. I, so you can't mm, get vaccinated. Uh, can I tell you how absolutely pissed off I am about that? Why? Because he doesn't care if you live or die? No, okay. So I texted you when I got a text on my phone from from the, from the state. I get COVID update texts like every few days yeah. or whatever. And they had a very misleading text message that was like, all New Yorkers eligible for vaccine now. And I was like, great, awesome. I'm going to go on and make my appointment. And then I'm reading through all the things that like the qualifications. And I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not any of these people. I can't I can't do this. They don't mean all New Yorkers. No, that was probably like a click here to see all the New Yorkers who presently yeah. qualify for the vaccine. Yeah, it was worded poorly. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but grocery store workers are on there and as very much they should be there. They are essential workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, I will say that restaurants and bars don't need to be open. We are not essential. But if they're going to make them be open, then those employees become essential workers. And it's like you cannot force someone to jeopardize their life because they have to go to work to pay rent. Otherwise, they get fired and then say, but you don't get the vaccine. Yeah. So my my thing is with that, the grocery store workers who are doing amazing, love them. Um, They they are, for the most part, the cashier is standing at the cash register giant plastic they're wearing a mask the customer has to be wearing a mask at all times when they're in the store hopefully very protected and everyone's cleaning stuff down when i go to my job i have to wear a mask i have to constantly be washing my hands obviously i'm a a bartender i have to do that anyway um and there are plastic separations between customers tables not between me and a customer and then the second they sit down they can take their mask off and breathe their hot covid breath all over me yeah. But no vaccines for me. Yeah. Or any it's any insane. service workers. It's totally crazy how we treat servers in this country. Cool, 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 cool. Like, cool. it's totally insane. Like, I don't know how there hasn't been, like, a mass uprising <laughs> of servers yet. Oh, like, well, um, uh, uh, your friend and previous teammate Jake, before he was TikTok famous, um, mm-hmm. was coming out with like videos on Instagram and TikTok about how like this was uh, hopefully going to revolutionize the serving industry with how yeah. people are treated. And uh, I hope I so. hope we get there. I think it's definitely going to treat like change the dynamic between server and customer. Yeah, I really hope so. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. If you're one of these people going to restaurants or bars, A, you shouldn't. But B, if you choose to, you better be tipping at least 50%. Because <laughs> people are risking their lives to serve you. It's wild. That lasted for a month and a half. Ugh, God. Um, so also in bad news, I wanted to uh, continue our coverage of the coup attempt There are now reports that the night before the deadly attack on the Capitol, Alabama, oh, that's not how you say that state, (laughs) Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville 
That's and not his real name. Then it certainly is <laughs> Thomas Tuberville. And then director of the Republican Attorneys General Association met with then President uh, Donald Trump's sons, both of them, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, and close advisors, according to a social media post by a Nebraska Republican who at the time was a Trump administration appointee. So these assholes got together um, the night before everything uh, went down and uh, everybody's sort of like, okay, so there was planning going on. And uh, Tuberville claims that he did not attend the meeting, but a bunch of these people were there and uh, Raga is the dark money fundraising arm uh, led by Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, who paid for all of these robocalls, directing people to the march that, of course, then became the Capitol attack. So all of this shit is tied together. The dark money people were meeting with the Trump people. It's all very sus. It all leads one to believe that this was a full-ass coup attempt. Uh, fully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to be able to continue to cover their tracks. I don't think anybody's going to go to jail. But also, I mean, maybe not. I'll probably agree with you there. But like, I just don't think I think at a certain point they can only cover up so much before everything's going to get out. The only thing that makes me even vaguely hopeful is some states are going after Trump as well. Mm -hmm. So like Letitia James seems pretty determined in New York going after Trump. So that I could see them getting, it always comes down to like nailing them on some kind of like fraud charge, you know, where like they dodge taxes or something. That's how they'll get them. They won't get them for like an attempted coup, you know? No, it'll be like when they um, brought down what? Al Capone? Al Capone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had, I did have the fantasy of like within a few hours of him leaving the White House, he'd be in handcuffs, like as we probably all did, but that was <laughs> unrealistic. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's a huge reason why they've relocated to Florida. Besides, you know, yes. all the other benefits you get from living in Florida and being a trash person. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Should we talk about Marjorie Taylor Green? I was gonna go on this whole. QAnon is in the building spiel because a lot of people have been like sort of waking up to the fact that QAnon is is the present and future of the Republican Party. They're not a fringe element. They're inside the House. Um, But Marjorie's, I guess, a kind of good mini way because we're running over time. But There are now calls to force uh, Representative uh, Green out of Congress because she's a conspiracy theorist. She's a QAnon person, but also, I mean, she believes in conspiracy theories that are like vintage, like uh, 9-11 was a hoax. Yeah. President Obama was a Muslim. Classics. Clintons are guilty of murder. The, the, the hits that you and I talk about on the bonus episodes at, over at my Patreon, guys. Now, that's what I call conspiracy to, theories. Um, yeah. Patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Charles and I 
have recorded multiple episodes of some of our favorite internet conspiracy theories. Not any of the ones I listed. We really go for the fringe ones that are very fun. But uh, we unpack those for you guys. So go check that out if you're a supporter of mine over there. But Marjorie's latest um, conspiracy theory is about a laser Mm -hmm. that started the California wildfires. And uh uh-oh, that laser was made by the Jews. Right. Uh, Prominent Jewish banking families with connections to powerful Democrats built a laser that burnt down California. Did you hear about this? Do you think that, okay, let's say that that is true, that there's definitely a space laser. Do you think that the very first place that powerful Jewish people would burn down is California? Great point. Great point. I wonder if anyone brought up that ob- obvious logical flaw to Marjorie. Because I'm going to go with... That don't make no sense. No. <laughs> uh, you know, she also endorsed executing Nancy Pelosi. So, like, the list goes on and on. There have finally been calls, like, should this woman be a representative? Which, obviously, no, she should not be. Um, but there's this, like, breathless New York Times article that's like, who enter the Republicans? gonna come down on this woman and it's like never 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 this is who the republican party is they are now run by conspiracy theorists mm-hmm. stop pretending like QAnon is an outlier this is who the party is now this is the level of crazy we're dealing with let's just be honest about it and you did this to yourselves you did this to yourselves. It's over. Your party is run by a bunch of whack jobs. If you don't like it, leave the party. But it's over. This is who they now, are. I, I I get that, you know, we live in America. Anyone who wants to can run for any office, technically. Sure. But when does it come down to, like, vetting whether or not a person is dangerous and, like, just removing them from the ballot before it even gets this far? So... I believe it would be the difference isn't just that she's expressing her political beliefs. It's that she called for the execution of Nancy Pelosi. She's like calling for like very specific acts of violence. Right. And that's when it's like, cool, you can't be a representative because a bunch of your supporters physically just broke into the Capitol. So now you're actually like a risk to the safety of the other representatives. Right. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure, like, even if she was removed from office, she's not going to be deplatformed at all. She was, like, temporarily no. banned from Twitter for, like, a day, I think. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. she, especially if she's removed from office, she will be all over the news all the time making ta- talking head money. And by the way, it's totally constitutional and legal for a private company like Twitter to suspend her forever if they choose to, mm-hmm. you know? That's their right, and it wouldn't violate her constitutional right to free speech. It wouldn't violate her right to constitutional uh, free speech if she was never invited on a major network ever again, because that's not what the First Amendment protects you uh, for. You know, like private companies, private cable companies, private social media companies always have the right to ban you. That's what terms of service are for. Learn to read, you fucking idiots. That's what, okay. So recently I found out that uh, someone that I didn't really care for anyway, um, but maybe you've heard of Ira Madison III was on Twitter. 
I'm familiar. You're familiar. He was uh, permanently banned from Twitter um, because he had a verified account and changed his name to Beto O'Rourke during uh, the elections and said yes. and one 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 tweet, one tweet where he said, if Texas goes blue, I'll drop my nudes. Literally banned from Twitter forever for that one tweet. This happened to um, Jabuki, too. Do you follow Jabuki? I do not, know. Very funny comedian. He uh, was famous. He changed his handle to FBI one time. <laughs> and I believe was tweeting about them having killed Martin Luther King Jr. Um, very funny. Immediately banned. Lost his verified check mark. But he was like famous for doing that. Anytime he got back, he would change his name to another famous person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, Twitter takes that very seriously. Honestly, I'm not, not white supremacist. I'm, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of Ira's. In fact, he said some stuff that I definitely don't agree with, but the fact that the one tweet could get his per- account permanently banned forever and, um, that Marjorie Taylor Greene is allowed to tweet the absolute most batshit dangerous things and she's fine. It's a-okay, everybody. If you're a white yeah, lady. That, and like, can we just stop wondering when the republicans are going to condemn these people because it's like never they're never going to do it let's stop asking them to do it the republican party is beyond saving they're a bunch of extremists stop pretending they're not extremists let's move on let's actually move on guys it's that time of the show here's your good news So I have done my best not to talk about the MyPillow CEO, Mike Lindell. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to put it, this in the good news section because I think it's very funny he got banned from Twitter. Oh. Um, if you haven't been following this, it's wild. So Mike Lindell, as I said, CEO of MyPillow, that company that you're probably familiar with, they make pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a huge fan of Trump, and he believes the election was stolen. Um, sure. And he's been very vocal about it on the TV, on Twitter, and uh, guess what? You can't peddle false information about the election on Twitter. That violates their terms of service. So he got banned. He's very upset. There were a bunch of wild rumors out there about him that he was dating uh, Jane Krakowski. Mm -hmm. And uh, my favorite aspect of that story was, I think the Daily Mail reported that. And he got very mad and he said it wasn't true. And Jane Krakowski came out and said, it's not true. I'm actually dating this other very wealthy man. And he's suing them for defamation. The, Jane should be suing for defamation. Yeah. If anything... How dare you? If anything, her name was slightly tarnished for a few days. Yes! he. That's a huge compliment. You're dating this beloved, beautiful actress. How is that defamation? I it's, don't know. Listen. I would love to hear his argument in court. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could write in the newspapers that I was dating Jane Krakowski, and I'd be like, false, but thank you. 
Thank you so much. Oh my god, I, that would be the nicest thing anyone's ever said about yeah, me. Yeah, as a gay man, no, but also I wish still. <laughs> I would do it. Yes, yeah, I would date her. She's great. I love her. Very. She's so talented. She's so funny. You, she's so pretty. What are you? What is he so upset about? The fact that she's like a liberal Hollywood actress. Probably and maybe like I don't know his personal life maybe he is dating someone and it like jeopardized his really I don't know you know but like it's so funny that the my pillow guy is like uh please don't associate me with this beautiful actress you know (laughs) how dare you what I could never Um, never even touch that level of uh talent and beauty so I also wanted to talk about GameStop because it's really funny it's really funny to see a bunch of like wealthy hedge fund people freak the fuck out. So I'm sure everyone and their mother by now has heard about this story. But in case you are behind on the news, there was a subreddit of amateur stock traders who use apps like Robinhood, where, which are like, uh, in theory, open to anyone who uh, can afford to buy stocks but aren't super wealthy you can trade through these apps and it's supposed to like quote unquote democratize the stock market right in theory sure so a bunch of these like amateur traders on the subreddit were like hey we should buy tons of GameStop stock because a bunch of these predatory hedge funds are shorting them right now, which means that they're making all of their profits betting on the stock falling because GameStop is a dying brand, right? Mm -hmm. But if the value of GameStop suddenly surges, they lose billions of dollars because they they bet incorrectly, right? Mm -hmm. So they do that, and sure enough, these hedge fund companies lose billions of dollars very quickly. And the GameStop stock surges, so a bunch of these amateur traders make a lot of money. And it was this kind of crazy, wild day on the stock market that caused a lot of like professional traders to lose their shit. Mm-hmm. So it was very funny to watch. I um I spent about a day and a half maybe uh being like what the fuck is all this because I'm an idiot um and it no you're not so that is something everyone is saying and it's driving me nuts because I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant okay okay um I used to work as. Uh, an office manager at a bunch of different financial firms like all over the city that was like what I was contracted out to do when I would have to like supplement my income when like uh, journalism and comedy wasn't paying the bills right Mm -hmm. so I ended up at a lot of like major financial firms um, where like the Goldman Sachs guys would come in all the time for like quote unquote meetings where they would just do a sh- like shots for an hour <laughs> and then leave and that's all the business they ever did for the day. Mm-hmm. So like I know firsthand how little work these people actually do. They're not smart or sophisticated people or not as smart or sophisticated as they believe themselves to be. 
They just were born into the right families that could afford to send them to the right schools where they learned a very particular business language that allows them to navigate the labyrinth of the stock market. And it's just a specific language they learned. There's no reason anybody should know anything about short selling or trading on Wall Street. It doesn't make you stupid that you don't understand this shit. This shit is deliberately complicated and convoluted because they're trying to keep normies out from A, understanding and profiting from it because they don't want anyone to take their money, right? Right. But then also B, it has to be complicated or people will understand it's a total scam. A full scam. So, like, remember when the 2008 financial meltdown happened? Yes, I do. And a bunch of homeowners were about to lose their homes. So they contacted the bank that they got the mortgage through. And they were like, hey, can we see the deed to our house? And a bunch of banks were like, we don't actually know where your deed is. Mm -hmm. Because we've chopped up the deeds and they're in a bunch of different financial firms because they're being traded on Wall Street. So we don't know where anything is right now because they've been packaged and repackaged into these financial securities to be traded on Wall Street. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Nobody knew who held what deed. And that was deliberate because they were committing fraud. And the paperwork could not be traced, so no one could, it couldn't be pegged on anyone. You're not dumb for not knowing what the fuck is going on because the system is built for you not to know what the fuck is going on. And I've seen so many people just be like, am I dumb for not getting this? And it's like, no, it's designed to be confusing. Yes. Um, I, yes, I, I, I agree with that. Maybe I should stop calling myself dumb. Um, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, like that wasn't fully directed at you. I've no. just seen it like so much on Twitter where people are like, I feel dumb that I don't get this. And it's like, you're not dumb. No, I'm, it, it, it is like, it was a full, full day and a half of me thinking that, but, um, uh, Will Christopher's husband, um, sent me a, basically a screenshot that explained it in like four sentences, what was happening. And once I read that, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. So what you're saying is right. Like the, the the language is super complicated on purpose. And once it was like broken down mm-hmm. into literally four or five sentences for me, I was like, I fully understand what's happening now. Read it. Read it. Oh, um, let me pull it up real quick. <clears throat> but uh, let me see here. Do do do. Um, uh, where is she? Okay. Okay. So. I this this is a screenshot from someone else's post. I wish I knew who posted it, but it's what Will sent me. And it says, uh, I know at least one of my followers doesn't quite understand what's happening in the stock market right now. And that's enough to motivate me to explain this because this is somewhat turning a turning point in world history. Uh, first, you need to understand what a short in trading is. A short is when you borrow a stock from a broker and sell it immediately at its current price. Then you hope the stock's price falls such that you can buy the stock back at a lower price and return the shares that you borrowed to your broker, but keeping the difference. So let's say that you um, had a stock that was $10. You borrow the share, sell it for $10. Uh, the price drops to 7 You decide to cover, buy it back, uh, and then return the stock to, uh, to the broker that you borrowed it from and keep the $3 difference. Uh, 
The opposite of that is if you buy it and it goes up to $15, that means that you've lost money, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And now, and then it goes down to the bottom here. <clears throat> uh, specifically for GameStop, a few weeks ago, the Redditor noticed that a hedge fund had taken a massive, massive amount of short trades against GameStop. They convinced everyone in the threat to join forces and buy as much as they could. This made the price rise and the hedge funds uh, short position lose uh, started to lose billions. Their losses surpassed the 13.1 billion that the hedge fund was worth. Eventually, they had to close their uh, short positions and buy all the GameStop back at a loss, uh, and that's called a short squeeze. And now they are pissed. Right. <laughs> and then when I, I texted yeah, him and- that and was like, "Oh, this whole thing is to fuck over billionaires," I am fully in. Whatever, take my money and buy whatever stocks you need. <laughs> Well, did you see this guy, this little piss crybaby, Leon Cooperman? I did not know. Who, he's the 77-year-old founder of Omega Advisors. He goes on one of the financial channels. I forget which one. uh, And he's like crying. He called... Literally crying? No, like being a crybaby. He's like pissed off at Robinhood and amateur traders. Um, He called that market a loser game played by people who don't have any idea what they're doing. Uh, He said the reason the market is doing what it's doing, people are sitting at home getting their checks from the government, basically trading for no commissions and no interest rates and just whining. but yeah, like I would feel way better about all of this. But like like any Reddit forum, the the more you look into it, the more like it turned out a lot of these guys were like anti-Semitic conspiracy theorists, of course. Oh. Well, that makes um, sense, yeah. So it, it's not really like you can blindly cheerlead this, but it was still nice to watch a bunch of uh, rich people get fucked over. I don't think that I don't. I don't think apps like first of all. Okay, all my ads online now have just been apps for stock market trading since this all started. That's literally all I'm getting right. on Twitter and Facebook. Is like, hey, this is this app isn't Robinhood. You want to try us? And I'm like, no, I still don't. Um, but mm. I don't. I think that these apps are a giant scam in themselves. Anyway, I think that they they can be. I know some people who make good money through them but they do a lot of research into like what stocks they're buying they've like you know curated a, a list of amateur traders that they follow for tips and stuff but it's like a, a whole part-time job oh, you know I, I i also know a few people who do it and they literally pay attention to it all the time it's like they're on it more than social media that's the thing like they you constantly have to watch it yeah. for trends and stuff and i'm like uh that sounds like torture but but i think like the average user who's just like oh i can use an app and just invest like a couple dollars a week into it right, and make, right. make so much money i think that that's just um i think it's inflating stocks that like people who own the hedge funds want to inflate and they're just like this is the one that you want to buy buy this one buy this one here this one's going to be worth this much in a week and i think that the average user it's just like, sure, I'll just do whatever the app tells me to do. It is just so revealing, too, about, like, how easy their jobs are. Like, when you heard about what the giant financial firms were actually doing, it's like, wait, so they made the very sophisticated wager that GameStop would be losing value? Mm-hmm. It's like, no <laughs> shit. 
It's a dying company. Yeah, a lot of... How'd you guys figure that out? You're so smart. Well, I, I also saw it kind of marketed... Well, not marketed. It reported as like Redditors were trying to save AMC. Yeah. So after the GameStop thing happened, they were like, what other companies can we A, support that we like and we don't want to see go under... Mm-hmm. And that B also at the same time will fuck over these hedge fund companies. So they were like, let's save AMC theaters because we can at the same time fuck over billionaire hedge fund uh, firms that are betting on AMC losing value. Yeah. So they are. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're in a way using Robinhood in like as its namesake, kind of like trying to save these companies that are going under. They are. But they but are then still Robinhood suspended trading. Yeah. So they like violated their own namesake because they were like, we got to defend the billionaires and we got to shut down these amateur traders. Right. And then but also like we're saving giant multimillion dollar corporations. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like your name is Robinhood, but you swooped in to save the billionaires. It's like. The opposite of the yeah. Robin Hood mentality. Like it, Although I guess now they, they lifted the suspension and you can trade on GameStop again. Well, after their but class action lawsuit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on to you, Robin Hood. You bunch of fucking narcs. That's why I'm just... I, I've never trusted the stock market. I'm never going to get into it. It just is super... I know that I could make money if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to try any of that bullshit. I know I can make money and be successful, but I refuse. Yeah, I just don't want to be a part of essentially legalized gambling with people doing uh, wearing fancy suits that's and cocaine. Exactly, that's exactly what it now is. I'll take, it's, it's legalized gambling. Maybe I'll take the fancy suits and cocaine, but leave everything else. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Guys, we're going to call it there because we're already over time. Please follow Charles uh, on all platforms at Charles Rockhill. Listen to his podcast, Dirty Little Horror. It's a good time. Please go to patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Sign up today for as little as $5 a month. You can send us questions, comments, concerns that we'll read on the show. Also recommendations. Love getting those from you all. Thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, Stay inside and cause a little trouble. 